Hey, what's going on? It is episode 247 of the Hey My Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. Uh, I took some alpha brain this week, last week. I forgot to talk about it last week. On it? Yeah, by on it. So my wife's friend had uh, taken it, and she, my wife came home and said, Hey, have you ever heard of this uh, alpha brain? And I'm like, dude, come on. Come on. Joe course. Rogan, of course. Yeah, yeah I've heard New of mood? It. Alpha brain, what you want? And uh, which it is a nootropic, which is a homeopathic... I guess remedy or pill or whatever that takes a place of like, like an Adderall it helps you focus, but it's, it's all well, natural ingredients. Like an Adderall is a big, you know what I'm saying? That it, it's supposed to serve tickets. the same purpose where it gets you hyper focused and uh, dialed in and whatnot. The only so, Adderall I've ever met is Adderall brother. So but I, yeah, no, it's got like mushrooms and stuff. Too. No, it, no, it has like, it has cat's claw. It has some weird, you know, the ingredients are, are uh, okay. out of this world. Um, but, I just want to give you a little rundown of my experience. So yeah. I had, it's I think it's 90 bucks for an 80 count pill bottle, right? So How many a day? Like, I think you're supposed to take two a day, one in the morning and then one at lunch. Where they don't sell it in 60. So with that being said, the only thing I was told, now I've heard Joe Rogan talk about it and saying, oh yeah, you know, got to do these nootropics and, yeah. and, and, you know, get your brain squared away and all this. Now- a couple weeks ago, I tried, anybody who was watching, um, I tried to go live with Ben on Zoom, through Facebook, <laughs> uh, and I had no idea how to do it. And, and and I'm a little more computer literate than Ben, but not much more. Mm. But I decided, hey, you know what? I've seen other people do it. How difficult could it be? Um, I went live 16 times each for like three minutes. <laughs> and I was like, is anybody here? And people were on the side scroll like, hey, we hear you. Sounds great. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> Those great videos of you. Just I had like no background behind me. It was just my ba- my unfinished basement. And uh, everybody bore with me, if that's the right uh, terminology. Mm-hmm. And then finally, when I thought I had it right, tried to bring Ben in. It didn't work. So we ended up just doing an Instagram, uh, which is just point and click. Which it's, I thought was super great. easy. That's the way to go. Um the benefit to me of the Zoom meeting is is that you can do, uh, if, you, if you're in a place like an unfinished basement, you could take have a picture as what well, you could your background could be the Louvre it could be you know you green screen yeah it could be whatever, um and I think that it's a little better quality than the Instagram video and you could have multiple people in it rather than just the two whatever, uh but I couldn't figure it out for the life of me um I actually got it to work then when I tried to do it with you it didn't work so I couldn't figure out how I did it it was a mess, so fast forward back to this Alpha Brain, all I heard was is that uh, my wife's friend took it. And she said she had an out of body. She she took it before bed and had an out of body experience, a horrifying dream. It was an out of body experience, not horrifying in the way that it was scary, but it was so realistic, it shook her at her core. I like your wife's friend, even though I don't know who she is, but she might be crazy. And at the same time, the I got that it it messed with her stomach, quote unquote. And I was Ooh. like, well, I don't even want to qualify that. Did, she, did it give her butterflies? Was she queasy? I'm not really sure what that means. I think I know what it means, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, just like a 15-year-old that's curious, I opened the I was. I told her, you don't want, she didn't want the bottle. Don't send it back. Give it to me. I might buy it. I popped it open without reading what it even was, not how many I was supposed to take, and I just popped one in. And um, I will say within 30 minutes, 
I had extreme <laughs> diarrhea. Like, okay, so you nev- <laughs> I was like, well, check mark on the, my stomach doesn't feel mm. right. Cat's claw makes you poop. So I was like, I have to get up right now and go to the bathroom. And then after I was uh, <laughs> deprived of all liquid within my body, um, I look like, you, you remember uh, me, my, what, not me, myself, and I read, yeah, Charlie, when he had the, and his lips were all, Jim Carrey's lips were completely dried out. Oh, like, yeah, he, God, yeah. I felt. Yeah, because he was taking those pills that were making, Yes. Yeah. So I sat down on my recliner, that's, I took the pill at <laughs> 10, by 10.30, I had already uh, evacuated any substance with inside Jesus. of me. Jesus. Uh, so if I, you need to cut weight, take new brain. At 6.30, or excuse me, at 10.30, I'm sitting in my chair. Uh, and I wake up about, uh, I don't know, um, 11.30, You fell asleep in your chair there? Passed out. Okay. Couldn't, couldn't keep my eyes open. Passed out. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, uh, I don't know, maybe this isn't what's supposed to happen. I woke up, and a friend of mine's wife was trying to figure out how to do a, a Facebook Live Zoom meeting. I came down in the basement, got on my computer, and I explained in the most cogent fashion how to do a Zoom meeting. <laughs> I got her on. She's like, I said, hey, I'm going to show you how to do this. I had my computer and my phone, my computer on this little uh, thing I have. And I was able to take screenshots of each move I was making on how I was doing it. She's like, I can't believe you're taking the time. This is so grateful. So At grateful like that you're helping 1130. me. Dude, it was amazing. I was like, again, <laughs> Will Ferrell in old school. When he went into some sort of like trance and was able to <laughs> yeah. like you know yeah. spot off this uh, uh, some sort of dissertation about uh, when economics he, and when uh, he blacked out yeah. Or, yeah that is what happened to me I've never been more zeroed in and focused in my life and I was like I don't I didn't know how to do it when I did it however I immediately realized oh I know how I did it explained it to her. Uh, and I was like man I can't believe how clear and every I, I couldn't believe it and. I'm the biggest cynic in the world. Out of a sleep. Out of a sleep. I woke up completely refreshed. So cat's claw makes you diarrhea. Well, there was more than cat's claw. I don't don't want to blame it necessarily on the cat's claw. But I will tell you, um, I immediately gave the bottle back and said, for all the benefit, the cost-benefit analysis didn't didn't make it for me because I can't go through this regimen every single time. I just can't do it. You have the runs once and then you're brilliant? Well, then I slept for an hour and a half. I just, you'd have to plan it out. Now, maybe there was other things at play and it wouldn't have happened a second time. I probably should have taken two. (laughs) But uh, I have bought so many online applications for uh, making t-shirts and stickers and digital art that I I can't. uh, Guitar, guitar, Zoom, whatever, guitar-tastic. During this, uh, yeah, the COVID shutdown, I've. I, I've spent so much, and I keep telling myself, well, I mean, you have the stimulus check. I'm helping the economy. And that's not to mention uh, Coach Blower and his fighting fear strategies. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I, can, I can no longer, uh, so I had to return it. I said, I I enjoyed my experience. I thought that it that, that second part of it <laughs> worked well. but One time, though? It's just too much. Yeah, it was too much. Dude, that happens to me, besides the smart people part. That happens to me every time I eat Olive Garden. You know how many times I've eaten Olive Garden? You should have gave this a go. And I never Touché. get smarter after eating Touché. Olive Garden. But I was the smartest. I was firing on all four cylinders. Dude, I got to break their commode before I leave the restaurant, and I still go back. So I'm like, ah, breadsticks are good, you know? I could never eat in a in a uh, Olive Garden again, and I could also eat in an Olive Garden every Friday for the rest of my life. 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah, no, nailed it. Yeah, I, could, I wouldn't miss it, but, every, but if it's there, I'm like, of course I'm gonna. It's one of those things that, w- because really I don't eat good. it that often, like Long John Silver's, I don't eat it often, but when I do, I'm like, God 
damn, that hit the spot. I was, I'm never upset. Yeah, never upset when Your I break down is, a golf. But you're not. I don't have those. Maybe issues it has to so do much. with like butter, because like Olive Garden isn't good, but anything's good if it's like drowned in butter. In my experience, drowned. I need some Alpha Brain. I'll, you know what they say? You could judge a restaurant's the cleanliness of the kitchen by the bathroom. I don't know if I've been in an Olive Garden bathroom, but I can tell you. Oh, I have every time. But I can tell you, the dining room is disgusting in every Olive Garden I've ever ah, been to. I worked at the one in Lansing. It was a gem. Oh, I'm sure. I'm I did. Sure. Back in the day, I had uh, a ponytail. But that being said, <laughs> I just felt like, uh, I don't know if this is a, a, a good positive thing toward Alpha Brain or not. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is two people that I know took, and then I told my wife, I said, can you qualify now what her stomach being upset meant? Oh, don't do that. I don't want to blemish my image of of, of her. I don't know. Okay, okay, yeah. So I'm just going to have to guess that. I'm going to assume her stomach was just a little you bit pictured upset. her feet straight out like Harry Dunn from Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> right. just like right. wearing a Paisley shirt and going oh, nuts. Oh, my I Lord. can't believe you didn't even want to go twice, though. Dude, you got the runs once and it made you a genius. Like I do George, go, after he stopped having sex you, on Seinfeld. If you want to split a bottle, we'll do it. Of course. I, I do that. I have those problems you describe anyway. I'll go ahead and Without mind. the alpha. <laughs> I'll buy it while even, we're talking. It might even block me up. <laughs> yeah, I'm up dude. to try anything new. But, dude, the thing with nootropics or nootropics, whatever, I always think, like, yeah, that stuff's good if I can take it every day for, like, two years and it'll subtly make a difference. None of that stuff is really, they never really boast, like, you take it and you're good right away. They don't. Uh, it's but like CBD. CBD is, like, it's good for you. Some person, like, you said, oh, dude, I took it and I felt great. Some people go, no, dude, you got to slowly take it and you have to put it. Uh, you have to take it rectally for three years, slightly upgrade the dose, and then you'll start to feel. I'm just like, dude, just give me the Adderall because that works right away. Don't you feel, though, that some people are susceptible to being uh, hypnotized and some other people are not? And some yeah. people. And I don't know that it. I don't, I don't Smart think people, that, they say, but I've seen some real dumb dumbs hypnotized. <laughs> Point being, I think ultimately you have to surrender yourself to the experience and then you can. You, you may. So part of it may be a little bit, uh, you know, what do you call do you it? Think being an a- do you think being an atheist stops cat's claw from working on me? Because I'm just like cynical. I'm like, nah. Blood so of like Christ is blood of Christ. All the time. Well, blood of Christ would make you, you're certainly easily hypnotized I if you think blood of Christ. I almost went online, got a picture <laughs> of your mom, and made a shirt that said, hey, my man, plod- hey, my man you could find a picture of my mom Christ. online? I, I trust Maybe me, a family man. photo yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And I thought, oh, oh you might not like that. You mentioned that. I think I was visiting my mom. I think she might have Facebook now. We've done this Can podcast. Can I share the link with everybody on this? <laughs> of course. We've done Facebook how long? Or I'm sorry. We've done the podcast for how long? I need, I, need uh, I think you came aboard maybe 2013. Five years ago or something? Six years 2013. Wow. Okay. It's now 2020. Listen, so it's seven I'm not years. a math major. <laughs> you need to be on Alpha Brain. Dude, 100%. I do have it stuck in the house. My brain... To quote Michael Keaton, is oatmeal right now. But anyways, I, I was visiting her, and she was like, hey, look at this. Your brother is making a garden box and a chicken coop and showing me these, and talking about these things as though she can see them on her phone. I'm going, what? Like, how can you on that cricket phone see pictures of what Mark is, you know? Right. And then I was like, oh, no. And then I see it says Linda, and then it says her new last name. And I was like, I it took me a second but there's of course there's no picture because you know like someone right. sets you up an account but just doesn't give you a picture or they just go like i'm not ready for that because i don't want people to no. take my identity this was uh like no i don't need that who okay. needs it 
Yeah, you know, like like uh, like what my kid would call like a noob on mm-hmm. Xbox or yeah. Roblox or whatever. My mom's a noob, but I think she's on Facebook. And I saw people you may know, and uh, I threw my new phone in the toaster again, or I threw it in the <laughs> microwave again. I'm adding her immediately, and then I'm going to suggest <laughs> my mom be friends with your mom, uh, dude. That, I mean, you shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> they would have a lot in common, but no, dude, because I've hit. Uh, the reason I said how long we've done the podcast is because for seven years I've hit it. That I don't that I do it. You, she still doesn't I, really know I do it. You haven't really hit it. You just haven't. Well, when somebody about it. mentions it, I slap them in the mouth. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I just don't want her to know my true feelings on anything ever. Right. So like, so if she has Facebook, dude, that's that's a world I don't want to delve. Well, upon. let me ask you. Uh, years ago, we were talking about podcasts and and just watching all the analytics and stuff, and saying like, hey, you know, we're talking to people and telling people, hey, we have a podcast. Check out the podcast. And some people would say, oh, that's awesome. And then, you know, later in the conversation, they go, well, by the way, what's a podcast or a popcast, as you were? Mm -hmm. But people that contribute on our show and refer to it as a podcast. And didn't know how to find it or how to listen to it. Well, but they're functional TikToks. But with that being said, at what percentage, around that time, let's say, I don't know, 20% of the uh, population that was in our age group was aware of what a podcast was yeah. and how to get to it and actually may have listened to at least one podcast. Yeah. Do, do you think exponentially there's been that much growth? Like it's gotten all the way to my mom. I mean, I don't, my question was going to be, yes, she's finally figured out how to log into Facebook, but I think it's a giant leap to think that she's going to then find the podcast, add herself to our friend group, unless somebody suggests it. Oh. Now I'm not telling anyone to do that. <laughs> she's not going to know that. Dude. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I just don't want, like, sometimes on Facebook I put, like, thoughts and opinions. I Would she be to... cool if she saw a Blood of Christ Linda <laughs> t-shirt? Well, she'd be fine because she got the Blood of Christ. She can take anything because of that. But no, dude, it's uh, the fact that, that I think she's on there is, is, that's just, I'm not ready for that. I know you spend a lot of your time believing that uh, I sit around and get to read books and uh, drink uh, highfalutin coffee. Yeah. And make T-shirts and post and, pictures of byway beer and collect guitars that I mouth. don't play and you know all these things. You do, but uh, one thing I definitely do is I spend a lot of. T- are you counting my guitars? There's, there's nine in this room, dude. <laughs> I own two, and I play all the time. No, I own three. Uh, there's one thing that I do obsess about, and it, I go back to this. And it's not the wire, which I do, but this other thing, and it is uh, Mike Tyson. I was gonna say and Italian it's, mobsters. It's, it's but. that too. But this is on another level because this uh, this comes in waves because Mike comes in waves. Mike will be gone. Mike comes back. Um, and, you know, he had a podcast a year or two ago. I Dude, think he's got a podcast. Away. No, like a video one. Yes. Up in something smoke? Yeah. Uh, no, it's called uh, Smoking Safe with... Distance. No. Something yeah. about smoke. Well, that's a, that's the other one about his weed. So he's got a podcast okay. about his he's weed. Got two. He's got a podcast. Uh, he is a prolific um, uh, weed smoke connoisseur and uh, grower. So he has his own company where he, I don't, he's yeah. not a botanist, but he's paying someone else to basically grow weed and throw his name on yeah. it, right? Dude, he interviewed Eminem for like 45 minutes. Yeah, I saw and that. He, and he they were both stoned so- out of their minds. Well, Eminem's sober. Is he? He's been for like. It looked yeah. like he was stoned out of his oh, mind. Oh, like over 10 years. Or, in, yeah, in the long. trailer, they were like in his, in, a, in like a, just what you're talking about, right? Uh, they were yeah, in, like a, in the trailer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were both stoned. Mike no, was Eminem's... definitely smoking right in front of him. There was a, a cloud of smoke that I. <laughs> Eminem is super sober, but Tyson just seemed crazy high. Like crazy. Huh? That's the way he's got to be. So yeah, you want him that way, dude. 
I don't want I don't want a sharp Tyson on my hands. Every time you I wouldn't say every time, but a lot of times when you have guys together and you talk about sports and the name definitely whenever the name Mike Tyson comes up and I'm sorry, bear with me people. This happens. Dude, seriously, how much how much would it cost for you to get in the oh, ring yeah, and take yeah. We've talked about it before. Yeah, one I, punch. I don't care what, what does people, it cost I, for one punch to the mouth. People may say I've heard this conversation. I've heard you guys have this conversation. About to have it again. Okay. Because a video just popped up. Okay. Let me take you back for a second. Digress again. Uh, in the last couple of years, Mike Tyson has been very vocal. He was on Joe Rogan, which is where like he sort of like came out and talked about how he was actually brainwashed as a young man uh, to be the fighter that he was, and and uh, by, by Cusk. Yeah, and and his his trainers and everything. They 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 they, according to him, they literally brainwashed him right to have this mentality and kept him sequestered and basically we're like this dude's a caged you're animal a beast, he's just a beast, beast. right a beast, yeah um and uh the dust settled and the, and the smoke cleared and and he's he seems to be like a way more well-adjusted loving father caring person super empathetic and actually apologetic and feels guilty about a lot of the things that he did, things that he said, and the way he, he was as a person. Doesn't like the person he was. Well, I, right? think, I think just uh, perspective does that. Growing older does that, too. So tons I would say after, weed after this Joe Rogan podcast, he had a podcast. Mike had a podcast, too, where he had a, a, another guy basically helping him navigate. And he had- Hot Box. Sorry. I think it's called Hot This box. was before that one. Okay. So this was another podcast where Mike would like inter- he would have conversations with other fighters about boxing people he fought. He had Lennox on. Oh my god, uh, really? Yeah, and they talk about these historical fights and what was actually going on behind the scenes and training and everybody had a very good relationship. There was no ill will. Evander was on there, you know, it was just very very cool. Very good. Al Rosenberg was the guy who uh orchestrated the podcast. Okay. So in listening to that podcast and Rogan's podcast, you're like, oh, man, Mike's turned over a new leaf. Mike's like a really sweet guy. He's very introspective, and he's just he doesn't want to be that guy anymore. And so you're like, I love Mike then. I love Mike now. I don't care what anybody says. I'm talking about his what you know of him, his persona, uh, how it affected all of us in the 80s and 90s uh, as far as who who – who the baddest man in the world is. There's no question about the, it, right? The baddest dude in the world. So then you hear this, and you're like, wow, man. Mike's a really good guy. He's a good person. But then you, it also takes away that edge where you're like, well, Mike's an older guy. He's kind of, uh, I'm just saying, you know, he's he's not in the shape he was in. You know, he's a little yeah. older. And then Saturday of this week comes a video. Well, where, but then prior to the video, though, you it ahead. could be argued somebody could go, all right, in his prime, how much would it cost? But now, yeah, what right. would it? What, what, so, would, yeah. what would you charge today? I'm talking about a 50 something year old Tyson. Or I don't know. How, I think back when we were kids, it was like, could your dad get in the ring with Mike Tyson? Could <laughs> your dad? Not you, but every that, as a kid, that. you're not talking about getting in the ring. You're just like, dude, what would it take for your? Could your dad? Could your dad? How many rounds could your dad? That's how people talk oh, back then. Yeah. I think nowadays kids don't do that anymore because most dads are, are they're not cut for the same cloth as yeah, our dad. Yeah. My grandpa, I would have thought, would have lasted longer. You know, maybe then my dad or me or whoever, right, 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 but right. just a different generation. They ate nails for breakfast. Uh, but with that being said, you're right. So you put it on this different scale and you go, well, what would you do now? I mean, Mike's a little bit older. He's a little bit slower. But then this video comes out last Saturday. Right. And so I'll put you, a link to that it. Do you think that the dollar amount might go down if they say now? Yeah. Then the video comes right. out. Right. And so what happens in this video is Mike throws uh, six 
punch, six clean punches, and then a seven, a seventh drifting punch as the uh, the guy who's wearing the pad sort of like walk, gets out of the way. He shifts the body and like cocks a left hook or something, right? Yeah, he goes with, at the very end. He or comes with the right, right yeah. as the guy okay, as the okay. guy as the guy tapers off. Oof, but, dude. Body shot. I mean, just the fastest, just that same corkscrew kind of like squatted down. Bam, 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 bam. bam. It looks harder than boxers now. It and looks so hard. So he posts this, and immediately The Rock gets on there and says, "Like Mike, dude, I want to run through an MF and wall right now and head to the gym. Like, dude, I've nothing's. There's nothing that's this motivating. I mean, he already was running through a mall, eating a stack of steaks and waffles, but still. Okay, so. Mike Tyson's off the scene and everybody looks to the rock and they go do the rock is not, he's a bad, I don't know how tough he is, but I mean, the rock is all day, every day, nonstop David Goggins style in the gym, yeah. you know, and there's David Goggins yeah, and all stay that. Hard. But everybody looks to Mike Tyson and goes, yeah, but I, it's Mike Tyson. So you even think a guy like the rock would even be like, well, I'm big and strong, but, but that's Mike Tyson. That's Mike Tyson. That's Mike Tyson. It's, right. It's the dude who, for all intents and purposes, invented killing people with his fist in a <laughs> right, ring, like right. in public, on camera. And not only that, definitely calling, like, WWF style, calling his shot before at the press conference, like, I'm going to murder you. You're dead. I'm going to, if if I don't kill you, I consider that not a victory for me. The fact that he seems slow is scarier. Because you go, there's less going on in that brain of his. All that's going on is boxing, punch, and kill. You know right. what I mean? Right. If, if this guy had, like, other business interests and stuff, you'd be like, well, you know, maybe, you know, he's a businessman like me and we both have, there is no common ground. He's just invented to kill you. So we're having this conversation at work and every single person that walks through the door, we're like, dude, what's the number? What's the number? You know, what, what's it going to take? And one of the guys I work with goes, hey, from when I was reading, Tyson is gearing up to do a couple of like $20,000 uh, three round what? exhibition fights. And he's like, death, it's just exhibition fight. And, and, and Let's not all forget that Apollo Creed died during an exhibition fight, and that was against Wait, it wasn't Drago. Who's Apollo Creed? Yeah, I just watched Creed too. No, no, no. And it Apollo that Creed. Part. Yeah, yeah, I know, but his dad. Yeah, Apollo. It was an ex. I thought it was an actual fight. Fight. No, no. He was retired. It's he been came a long on- time. Drago wanted to fight Rocky. Rocky. And Rocky was like, "Yeah, I'm not touching that, dude. I'm retired. I'm done." Apollo was like, we're not done. This is my time to shine right. again. I apologize for the refresh. How but you dare guys you? Are, you guys are just have to listen. I don't care. Anyway. I, know it was, I thought like he's like, but you still will fight me for a real fight. No, he, he went was in there for an exhibition. a real fight if he killed him. <laughs> he, it was an exhibition fight for him. He was going in there thinking it was an exhibition fight. Found out different. Anyway, very fast forward. Uh, I have no number. And my feeling is, is, again, we go through this like, okay, what's your insurance What's it going to take for you to recuperate? And everyone's like, well, i just go in there and take one punch. And it's like, eh. he doesn't stop like that because as you're going down, you're getting a, that's not how it works. He's going to do you like Drago's son. Yeah. He's showing you on one knee. Yeah. That's what happens. Oof. So, uh, I spent, and that, by the way, that one punch is probably going to rupture your kidney. You wouldn't, wouldn't you think so? Cause you see these boxers training where their their hands are behind their back and people are hitting them in the guts. Just to harden their guts up. Your guts aren't hard. My guts aren't hard. My guts are not hard, dude. I told you about Olive Garden. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about it. Uh, but I am forever, and I don't. Nothing would change it. Uh, just in awe of this dude. I'm in awe of everything. Yeah, he's I, just there's nothing he can do. Well, I mean, it, there's little he can no, do to, he to derail me. Yeah, I mean, well, cool. legend. I don't know. Yeah, but it's still fine. Uh, all he, I'm saying a couple is, months ago there was two MMA fighters that were in town to do a big fight, which he was going to go to. I don't know if they were fighting or just watching, but he had a video similar to this where he wasn't pads, but they were like at a restaurant or a locker room. Or oh, something, yeah, yeah. And he was showing them how he shifts to the side. 
He was like, he's like, you can't just fight straight on. You got to go to their side. That way, that hooker cut, uppercut, right. whatever works. And he was just showing him how fast he shifts his body. And these guys are professional fighters, and they're like, man, we box, but we never really thought about getting on people's sides. Which is even crazy in, in a stand-up fight, like for a jujitsu, yeah. But just switching positions while doing stand-up fighting, they're just like, it's a different, it's a different thing. With well, let them. me let me tell you this: it's clearly not something anybody can do. Because oh. when football players, you know, they, they hockey players, basketball players, they watch game film. They go, oh, okay, we're about to play, you know, talking about this, uh, this Michael Jordan, the last dance or whatever. Yeah. You know, when you're getting ready for the playoffs, it's like, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to go up against Patrick Ewing. We're going to go up against Magic. We're going to go up against Larry Bird. This is where he shoots from. These are the plays they do. We're watching hours and hours of game film, right? And so we know where they're going to be because we're looking statistically. This is this is what they're doing. This is how they're blocking. This is how they're playing. This is the defense they're playing. This is the offense they're playing. Right, and we can we can look at that and we can interpret that and we could set up a defense based on that offense. Can we agree on that? Yeah. We know how they shoot. We know what, like how do they put Horace Grant shoots one way, Jordan shoots another way, so that we defend those in a we different tackle style. Tackle Jordan, make everyone else beat us, yeah. and that's pretty much what they said. So. Over all the years since Tyson fought, many, uh, many, many fights. He had 58 fights, so in prof- his professional fights. And just that, there's game film on every fight. So why couldn't, like he did, he used to sit back and watch the, the people that were generations before him in the attic of Cuss's house and watch on these, like a, a, a sheet that was pulled across, a white sheet with a reel-to-reel going, you know, just watching and watching and watching. So my thing is, if it's that easy and people could watch it, go, oh, that's what he's doing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. It's it, you can't do it. No, you would have done it. So when people say, well, he's given up his secrets or he's there, he's shown him this. You could show people all day long. It makes well, it's no like difference. Be even MMA. Yeah, he's gonna he's get in there and he's gonna grab you and he's gonna maul you like a bear. And everyone knows. And he's gonna it. tell and you he's gonna do it. And he's gonna do it just like what. Yeah, right. He's gonna do exactly what he said. He's yeah, gonna do. it's gonna so, ruin you. Uh, I spent. Uh, hours just thinking about Mike Tyson, talking about Mike Tyson once again. Uh, I always get this from my mom, my wife, my sister, whoever, saying like, why do you watch the same movies? Why do you read the same books? Why do- I like what I like. I order the same cheeseburger when I go mm-hmm. to the restaurant. I don't I don't need to stray. I heard a theory on that this week. Um, I do a bit of that too, and I was talking to actually my wife. And- Who? And she said, um, "I love how that pisses everybody off, <laughs> dude." I had a thing online today. I had to apologize. I saw whatever. Um, uh, what you call it? She was like, "You like, you like to like sad boy and look back like nostalgia. You like to think about like the good old days or whatever." Which I don't think I do. I just I am drawn towards stuff from the past. I think everybody is. Was she saying that negatively? Well, yeah, but she was saying like you like to be in control and when you talk about stuff in the past like it's yours these are your memories and things you like you're comfortable you can control them but new stuff is out of your control so i wonder if that's like experience you don't want to do new like try new things that like saying? these new things are things that you're com- or old things are things that you're comfortable with can you that, give me an example of this um old bands okay, okay? like i love i like nirvana i still listen to nirvana an awful lot or whatever and it's like this brings you back to a time like, like to good memories, stuff that you're stuck to. And she's, I guess she was just saying like the the new is unexpected. You don't know what's coming. It's out of your control. Challenges, which I argue because I take challenges all the time. But she was basically like, 
you like being in control, and and your past is something that you're sort of in control of. Well, I'll does argue that. Does make this. any sense? Yes, I'll argue this. I don't know if it does. It's just what you told me. Those things that you're, the new experience you're trying, the challenges you, you put in front of yourself, whether it be like getting in better shape, losing weight, doing jujitsu, all the things that you, you know, doing different things at work, volunteering for different things, um, that is out of your control. And that is, that is definitely, it's, my argument, it's, it's definitely it. scary and all that stuff. But that's why you do revert to those other things where you're comfortable because you go, I got to go back and, and recharge my batteries in my comfort zone. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Nothing. I mean, I'm not the right guy to argue with because, uh, you know, I'm still I'm still listening to and watching the same movies that I watched. Yeah. And, you know, but I'm the same boat. It must be a guy thing, too. I heard him say that this week, and I was just like, I don't know if there's any truth to that. How like, many women, besides their favorite movie, okay, they're going to have Love Actually or whatever their favorite movie is, the the, uh, the one with the vampires that are sparkly. They'll have one or two movies that they love watching. Like my wife's like, oh, I, I, we watched uh, A League of Their Own with my daughter the other day. Okay. She goes, oh, I love A League of, the, A League of Their Own. I've seen, I, I love that. I used to watch it. I was like, well, how many times have you seen it? And she's like, oh, like twice. Twice. You don't, do love, you love, it, then? You don't love that movie. I've seen Goodfellas no less than 75 times. <laughs> I yeah. In its entirety. Now, there's been more times where I caught it halfway through as well. I don't count those. Right. That's I've how seen, crazy I I've get. I've seen the full Dumb and Dumber in Fight Club. I mean, 30 Dude, times. how many times have you seen Die Hard? How many times have you seen <laughs> the first Lethal Weapon? How many times? You know, so it goes on and on. And, and yeah. it, it will never change. You know why? I do think while I'm watching it, I go, man, am I? this is another 45 minutes, 60 minutes, hour and 20, however much I have of it. I'll never get back from my life. But that's fine. What else am I going to be doing? Trade, I'm, I'm happy. You yeah, know? if this yeah. is all my life amounts to, then that's fine. One Goodfellas DVD, uh, and that's if it. If you like it, you like that's it. That's it. Uh, did you? Are you up to date on the the Jordan documentary? Oh, I think I watched like four. I think Dennis Rodman was the last one I saw. Yeah, so you might be one back. Might be a one week behind or something. Yeah, I'll probably yeah. catch up tonight. It's good. I had to watch Creed too. I why? Why Creed two? Because I was somewhere where I had bad signal and I forgot I had downloaded it on Amazon Prime. So I needed to watch something that I didn't require a good signal. So what's crazy? Talk about a transformation, a body transformation from uh, Wallace of the Wire to dude. Adonis Creed. That dude is so, he's crazy. Yeah. He's crazy jacked. It's insane. He's, a, I mean, the genetic freak, obviously. Yeah, but you didn't know that when you saw Wallace. No, that's what I'm saying. Well, he was when still, Pudi he was, was like putting it to him, he didn't like, seem so scary. <laughs> he was 14 years old. Jesus or 12 Christ. or whatever he was. Pudi and whatever. The God, I told cool you before. Kid. If I wished upon a star and woke up jacked like that, I would. It would take me two weeks to be back where I'm at. That's how bad I am. <laughs> what do you I mean? Just, I always say like, if I found a uh, what do you a genie lantern somewhere and I rubbed it, I would never ask the genie to make me be in good shape because I know it's a wasted. <laughs> unless I said I need to be in good shape and maintain that physical shape because of your bad habits. Yeah, your habits aren't that bad, are they? I mean, I got in this shape. A long time ago, and I've stayed consistently in this yeah, shape. Yeah, but it's like you sit around eating bags of chips like I do. Uh, oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Maybe no, I, I just wallow in it. I have a lot of self-hatred about it. Maybe you're just like, I like chips. They're good. I'll do I'll do the old, like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, starve myself all day and uh, or for a week, and then my body goes like, hey, we're going to pretty much hold on to every single thing we got because you're starving us. Yeah. So, you know, I just can never get above it. You gotta never... like a gentleman. I was looking at the gentleman book right now. It says a gentleman knows how to make a grilled cheese at two a.m. and an omelet at seven a.m. F so, does that mean? 
the gentleman book is a book that you got a long time ago as a, as a young prepubescent man. Yeah, right? my aunt Mary bought it for me from your aunt, who is uh, basically saying, "Hey, this will guide you through adulthood." She clearly thought I was a nary <laughs> a gentleman. <laughs> yeah, and she said. Ben, if you ever have any questions on on uh, decorum, please refer <laughs> to the gentleman book. So, years ago, we used to read passages out of the gentleman book, and it just resurfaced uh, when I was cleaning my basement. So Ben has it sitting. It's, in front it's of called me. "How to Be a Gentleman: A Contemporary Guide to Common Courtesy" by John Bridges. Well, just when you were talking about eating habits, I remember one of the things was like uh, a gentleman never eats his lunch behind the wheel of a car, and I was like, "Well, consider me a cad, ma'am." <laughs> things were different back then. What yeah. year was that? What year is that book? Dude, you know? this week I bought a pizza because we were this stupid quarantine. I bought a pizza and I drove around with the family and we ate the pizza in the car. Why? Because we wanted They're to get out of the house. We had to get out of the house. So we How about ate... finding a picnic bench? It was cold and crummy. Out. Oh. So we just ate the pizza in the car. That is some hillbilly shit right there. Yeah, man. dude. Nah, it was pretty dope. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, dude, all these, all these geese by the lake are like making baby geese. Mm. So we ate pizza and someone looked at geese. I... <laughs> It doesn't say anything about that in the book. No. no <laughs> I don't know. It's not. It says a gentleman knows how to make others feel comfortable. But it doesn't say that an interesting person doesn't like doing that. You know what I mean? Like a gentleman no. knows how to make people comfortable. That, that does make you a gentleman. But this book, I think, doesn't touch on like, hey, maybe a gentleman's kind of boring. Yeah. Like no. how, many, how many super hot chicks are like, oh, dude, I want to get with that guy. He's a real gentleman. Nah. <laughs> Well, I will tell you this. I think that you're not a gentleman if you're boring. I think that's ungentlemanly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would just say if you're if you're a boring person, just stay inside. That's very gentlemanly of you. Just stay away from people until you yeah. can work on your personality. Even, well, if he lives alone. Even if he lives alone, a gentleman never drinks milk directly from the container. I agree with that. You can suck it, Buck. Really? Well, here's the thing. A gentleman doesn't. I do. And I don't live alone. <laughs> You still do, so you're just not. A eh, every now and then, listen. I'm the oh, only dude, person in the house milk. that drinks milk. Uh, everyone what? else puts it in their cereal if they eat cereal, but I'm the only one that drinks milk. I wonder if I scratched out "gentleman" and wrote "pussy." <laughs> if it <Not> would, really. <laughs> like this says, if a gentleman is lost, he admits it. He readily asks for directions. Is that gentleman or is that like, you know? I mean, P, the P word. I, hate I to would. Say it again. I would readily ask for directions from. Uh, if I was by myself, but I'm with my wife, it's not happening. And I will tell you this, and I probably have told you before, but if you if you didn't listen back in the day, I, uh, I used to work at a gas station, and I'm directionally challenged. And uh, people would come in all, and I don't know what it is. I know we've touched on this. For whatever reason, people believe that the 16-year-old, 17-year-old, 19-year-old gas station attendant knows where he is geographically and how to get anywhere in the world. Mm. Um, and that's usually not the case because <laughs> it's a job that, um, you get at an age where you don't have to drive very far. Maybe you can walk to the gas station and your worldview is very small and your, uh, your sense of where you are is very small. I would say for the most part, those are the last people I would ask. Dude, listen to this one. This, I'm going to tell you this one and then I'm going to tell you the, one of the most, um, was that movie like defending your life or maybe eternal sunshine of the spotless mind? There's these movies where they go back and they like look at their life and wish they could delete spots or change them. Mm-hmm. Scrooged. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this one next one. And I'm going to tell you one of the worst stories. One of the most self-deprecating stories I've ever said. It says, a concert or any other musical performance, a gen- at a concert or any other musical performance, a gentleman does not applaud until the end of a complete musical number. If he is unsure, he would be well advised not to start an ovation alone. 
Yeah, no what, shit, right? I don't know. Where did the slow clap come from? This was prior to slow clap. Is there a new edition that came out after this? A book? gentleman never starts a slow clap. He just who uh, does um, the heathen. There's some bombastic individual, <laughs> and he just joins in. But this reminded me of the moment when my wife realized that maybe she made a huge mistake. We we went with a group of people, my, my wife, and a couple of the people. We went. It was a group, a group of couples, and we went to see this great band. I don't know if you heard of them. They're called Nickelback. It was super great, right? So we went to see Nickelback and some other bands at the time. Dude, you really went to see Nickelback, dude? Hell yeah, I've seen them like twice. They're oh good, my God. dude. Yeah, I hey, know, I know. Listen, I'm not saying like I love Nickelback, but I'm saying I've seen them live. They're not bad. Okay, okay? you might not like. Their was music. that the headlining band? I think so. Uh, I I don't I don't know. I, like I, you I chose to, like Nickelback's coming to town. Grab those tickets. Nah, like it was like a group. They're all like we're going. Her okay. friends were going. And they're like we're getting a limo or whatever. Like we should go. And I said limo to Nickelback. Suit me up, Uncle Alfred. So I go. Um, <laughs> dude. Like I said, this is the moment she went. Ah, oh, shit, man. I think I made a bad mistake. Where I grew up going to concerts, as did you. Um, and they were usually raucous and loud, and you had to fight for position. I grew up going to see Deftones, um, Corn, Rage Against the Machine, Tool, what have you. The only way you get a spot is by fighting for it and holding it. This is the mode I'm in. I've seen Pantera, Ozzy. This is the mode I'm in. This is the mode I operate in. It's muscle memory. I assume everyone else knows it. I were jamming out. You know, they're probably playing one of those super great songs like Photograph or something, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I hope that song wasn't out yet. I'm thinking it's earlier than that. But anyway, they're jamming out. I didn't even know they existed earlier and than here, that. Or after that. Here I am. Well, you will, man. Wait till you tell me. Or wait till I tell you this. So I'm jamming out and I'm sort of, we're in a group, but I'm vying for position. It's just what I do. Mm-hmm. It's You know what I mean? You, you put put a worm in the dirt, he starts burrowing. That's what I do. I'm burrowing through the crowd. The rest of the the group, probably six to eight people, aren't really burrowing with me. They're just kind of like, I don't know. And I'm just like, you guys are being like sissies. Like, you got to, this Nickelback, dude, you got to bring it. Like, bring get that wife beater and that metal necklace and that tribal tattoo and get your shit on. So I'm pushing and pushing. They're playing, I don't know, one of the songs, it's more lovey-dovey or something. And I have been fighting for position. Usually, like I said, I fight for position. And if somebody starts to like thump into your girl you're with or whatever, you kind of elbows out and protect her or whatever. So if they're tub thumping, you put your elbow out. That's correct. Okay. Elbows in, ass out is actually the way to go. So I'm going for position. There's no way to make me seem good in this story. I just, I don't care. I don't give a shit. You know what? You guys never give me ideas when I ask you for them. So you can just listen to this story and suck it. So we're at, we're at the show. It occurs to my wife that everyone is standing behind their girlfriend or wife or fiance, whoever, standing behind them, enjoying the show, like holding them from behind, right. sort of, right. except for one of these things is not like the other. And that's that's all Hasville Stomba. I'm pushing forward. And like you're storming the beach I'm blocking not Normandy. Only, not only am I not being a gentleman and holding her from behind, I'm blocking her. So. All the other couples are like looking at like what's wrong with what's wrong with this dude, right? He's not doing what we're doing. And I'm like, I gotta fall in, guys. And uh I guess several times like she would try to shimmy or like get position, and I would just end up being in front anyway. I don't know, it's just I just thought this I just dude, that's where I thought I was supposed to be. Just boxing her out. It got so bad to where like 
they took like a bathroom break and they went to the bathroom and they were all talking about it. And well, how, thank like, God they took a bathroom break in the bathroom. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know that to be okay. sure. Um, but it was like a point of contention and conversation about how like Ben was so excited to see Nickelback. He continuously <laughs> stood in front of his girl and blocked the view and just wasn't like no self-awareness. No, like, I feel hey, like if she would have gotten a real close view of Chad Kroger, could have been over for you guys. Oh my God. With those golden locks. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, it was just horrible because, and I was like, why didn't you, she was like legit upset. Like she was very mad. Like later, she's like, "You really embarrassed me in front of my friends." Nickelback, which is hard to do yeah, for people that are going to Nickelback. There's a lot of words there that make no sense at all. When you go, together. "Hey, my group of friends that got a limo to go see Nickelback," you really embarrassed me. Um, you know, <laughs> right. you gotta have something. Seems like, like she's used you to embarrassing phallic growing up. <laughs> thought you were a glutton for punishment <laughs> at that point, but uh, it was really bad. So if you ever go see your Nickelback with your girl, don't stand in front of her and block her path. But uh, that all I, thought, I was waiting I thought for you to say said, you threw your panties up on stage, but they were. I mean, I kept them. Okay. No, but like uh, when it said like a gentleman never starts the applause, and like not only did, would I have been the guy to start the applause, like I stood in front and blocked everybody. Yeah. So guys, if you go to a show with your girl, um, if there's ever a show again, do whatever you want. Yeah, I don't think there's ever. I mean, we may never see it. Nickelback? No, a show. Period. Oh, dude, if they come back, let's go group party. <laughs> never. Yeah, I I was all the tell- guys that give me advice on like how to how to how to calm the guy who's losing it in public. You guys can all go with me to the show. I'm pretty damn sure I'm never getting on a plane again. I'm pretty damn what? sure. Dude, too oh, much dude. recycled air. Oh, dude, as soon as as soon as, as, soon as it's lifted, no, I'll, I'll drive I'm wherever I'm going. And I hate driving. Yeah, but I just just too many. I I don't want to be around people. Plus. We had uh, tickets to see Alkaline Trio, and they moved it. We make thought sure they were going to move dude, the show. Make sure you stand behind her. They thought oh, she would push me out of the way. She has been. She will sing the songs, and she will say, "I'm practicing for if they ever call me up on stage." How much of that is on on my wife? Say like, "Hey, stand behind me. Give me a little instruction." Yeah, I got to be some like knight in Nickelback armor. I, I I still so you were trying to fight your way up to the crowd and you weren't like holding her hand and bringing her up there. You were just like I'm doing my thing and you. I was go just doing what I do at shows, which is trying to get a good position. Yeah, and that was at the cost of her position. But I, <laughs> I yeah. just you know I nickel black blocked her. I mean I don't. Wait, I, I, I think you're also I mean. right though. At some point she could have been like, "What is your plan here?" And you could have told hey, her. But do I don't what know all the other guys are you supposed doing? to know? You're looking forward. You don't even know what's happening behind you. The world could have been collapsing. She's like, they all have puka shell necklaces on. You didn't wear one. For one, I'm really embarrassed. Just yeah. to start this night. I, I mean, hey, I told you, man. I went to a show with a complete stranger, with Joe Riley from um, Musically Meditated. Oh, yeah. And we and I told him beforehand, I was like, hey, it's you get into something, that's on you. Like, we're not, you know, we don't really know each other. I love the girl. We're here house. together, whatever. Uh, but he did, we were up on, the, we're both shorter guys. He's up on the fence upstairs at the metro he had to go to the bathroom or get beer he literally grabbed me pulled me we switched positions and he's like you got it until i come back and then when you got to go we'll switch back but i didn't talk to him the whole show like i was two people behind him until we switched places <laughs> but it worked out it was un i don't want to say unspoken but once the ground rules were laid we stuck to the plan as planned and it dude i out really great. thought i liked deftones until i met that guy <laughs> I, re- I mean i really thought i did like i've been listening to him a lot for years so because we brought that up, you were on his podcast, uh, shit, probably a month ago, oh, right? A few months ago, musically meditated. Oh, yeah. but the, it aired only a month. Oh, ago, yeah, maybe. okay, yeah. 
And uh, yeah, a podcast called Musically Meditated, and you guys talked about uh, Deftones. Can we talk the, about this? We talked about Deftones around the fur. Yeah, we we covered we, it. we, we talked covered about it. it. Okay, but in case you haven't, it's it's fun. It's a good show. Yeah. So uh, and it's you really haven't you haven't been on any other podcast since then? No, I've just been watching Tell YouTube. Me. Anything <laughs> good? No, dude. Your, you your know kids' what? YouTube stuff or your own? Dude, I watch the same things on YouTube. I watch a couple of people's video reactions on hip hop videos, and I watch Norm Macdonald clips. And then I watch people explain how fasting works, and now I watch videos <laughs> on how to build a deck. But other than that, um, my wife watches people. Ain't this a kick in the pants? My wife watches videos of people, like professional grade quality, doing acoustic covers of, of songs, like popular songs. This is no good. It's like your wife watching people, watching a guy on YouTube do video reactions to Goodfellas. Curb your enthusiasm, coffee. When I could be doing it for free. Like, imagine what you're into, and then she watches somebody do a version of that. And here's why I don't like it, dude. Here's why I don't like it at all. Because these guys are really good musicians, right? They're really good, and they, they cover the bands really well, and they're great. But they get tons of followers. And I know what you're thinking. Ben, you cover other people's music, too. Yeah, but I just do it for fun at a bar. These guys do it and they make tons of money of it, money out of it. But they they'll they'll play a song that's popular. Like there's one called like Royce Avenue or something like that. Royce Boyce Avenue, something like that. And they'll cover a popular song, but they do it like with more heart and emotion, and they make it all feely. Mm-hmm. And I go like if Darius Rucker was to play a song by anybody, but do it himself. <laughs> kinda, yeah, kinda. They they do it like they're saying, yeah, uh, this isn't my song, but I mean it more. And when I sing it, I'm super sexy. Like right. you can't. I do that with memes. I take, I see good memes, and I just make them better. Steal them, make them better. Yeah. I get punch, them up. I get punching stuff up. But if your whole career is like you got your hair done and your, these fancy clothes on and good lighting and cameras, and you're just like, I'm doing Gwen Stefani's song, but I'm doing, it, I'm covering it. I just go like, if I was the artist, at first maybe you'd be flattered for a second, but you'd be like, whoa, whoa pump the brakes. This ain't your song, mf'er. Let me just Sorry say this. Language. Sort of sidestep a little bit. This is what happens with the the national anthem, and I, yes. I I'm asking for for a, a moratorium on bringing celebrities in. And when I say celebrities, I mean professional singers to sing national anthems. That should be left to girls who are in high school or, or boys who are in the high school choir, yeah, uh, or and are soloists to have their moment. Okay, because they're going to sing it as it's written. It's that song doesn't need people to put their own spin on it, their own soul to it. It never works. It's, it's a like, very difficult song to sing because the arrangement is what we're used to. There is no other arrangement of that song that qualifies as being that song. I don't think that any song is like that except for this. Well, because it's not a good song, but it's like it's not get, even really a song. It's like words that say stuff. I get that, but what I'm saying is it's only recognizable in its exact form. Yeah. So there's no reason to do the runs or do you know do any of the. Yeah. It's audio street tacos. You go. I know tacos are good, but watch what I do with it. Just do it. Let me let me pour ice cream and some coleslaw and some. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, it already knows what it is. Just do it well. And yeah, I think you're right yeah. about the amateur. Will just go. Oh, I know the song. Let me sing the crap out. I'm of it. a good singer. I have a beautiful voice. You'll hear the highs and lows in my voice, but I'm not going to get crazy because. The best singers, the people we thought were the best singers, from Fergie on down to whoever, yeah. you're like, dude, you you bombed. It's humiliating, and it's it's awful. Fergie's was the best. Like the guy the guy that just did the uh, the Nirvana cover. 
Oof. Well, that wasn't just. That was a, a while back. I well, I mean, that we it's just been floating <clears throat> the, around. The Puddle of Mud. Yeah, the Puddle of Mud. The band guy. Puddle of Mud. Well, I don't even know what they sing I'll outside. Probably open for Nickelback, and I was probably shoving my <laughs> wife to the side to get it. She hates me. No, 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 Is that no. their song? She can hates me. Yeah, and okay. they have another one, too. I'll okay. sing the hook. They have one other one. But so, too, so yeah. if anybody didn't see this video, I posted it on our, our Facebook page, which is Friends of the Hayman Man podcast. It's a group page. Um, this guy, the, the puddle of mud is at Sirius radio and they decide to do an acoustic version of, uh, it's a, what Nirvana song about a girl, about a girl, about Nirvana. Nirvana on the face of it. I think if the guy would have sang it like Kurt and not tried to do, not try to get crazy. No, if you would have just sang it like him or him, fine. Okay. Yeah. But I feel like even he tried to go like, he tried to un out Kurt Kurt. Nine out of ten people, I was talking about this to my buddy Kevin this week, because Post Malone did a whole show where he, him and Travis Barker and two other guys who I don't know. Um, you know it. Travis Barker? Yeah, okay. I mean, we, from time to time. When he comes to town, I stand in front of my wife. Like, it was, um, they did like an hour-long set of just Nirvana songs. And they had cameras set up. It was actually super cool. But I was telling him, I said, he's pretty good. It was a pretty good version of it. Um, the problem that most, and he did sometimes, but sometimes he killed it, actually. But the problem, when people try to cover Nirvana, Kurt had this naturally scratchy voice. It just did. And, and it was scratchy and squeaky. So people hear it and they try to do that. And so they'll go like, Ugh! they try to make it all gruff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, 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 that's just because he does heroin and smokes tons of right. cigarettes. He's not trying to do that. That's no, how his voice he's, sounds. He's damn it. Like, it's just, that's how he sounds. Mm-hmm. So people always try to make it extra scratchy. And this dude tried to, like, it's it's a difference between, like, okay, for guitar nerds, if you have a tube amp and you turn the volume up, your, your tube amp naturally breaks up and distorts and gives you a cool-ass sound. If you don't, if you have a, a solid, solid state... state you hit a pedal that tries to make that sound. And it's pretty cool sometimes. Sometimes it's way off and doesn't sound good. It's like that. Like you're faking the funk. Mm-hmm. You're making this gravelly sound when you just need to turn the gain up on your natural vocals. Sorry for nerd now. But like, that's what it is. And the guy from Puddle of Mud, dear God, did he have a solid state with a piece of shit, big, <laughs> big muff amp and just like, but what's funny about it is the guy then I saw there was a follow up statement that he made after he got a lot of hate. And uh, he it was basically like, dude, so look. Bad. It made me angry. He was unapologetic. He was like, bottom line is I was doing what I wanted to do, and you can kiss my ass. Like I, I He wasn't saying, like, hi, it was a joke, or, man, I, I really uh, outkicked my uh, my ability on that one. Your coverage. Uh, no, he was just basically saying, like, it is what it is, man. Go F yourself because, uh, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, that's cool. Just know that it, it, that it wasn't your best, and it sucked bad, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I dude, don't like that you did it. Again, man, like, I feel like it's almost as if they've never played that song before and never rehearsed it. And he's like, dude, I'm good. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, his drummer, he's like, just sure, like, man? I know he's the like, words. We could just kick that one off if we want. Trust me, dude. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, it's low key. And the singer from Puddle of Mud says, trust me. That's, you're yeah. rolling the dice, no good. bro. No you're good. rolling the dice. In the meantime, uh, I posted like two or three weeks ago uh, that I made another. Hey, my man podcast shirt. And usually around this time every year, I put something different out this time. Uh, if you get, again, if you go to the Facebook page, there's a link to where you can get the shirt. And this one is just simply the logo. It doesn't say the Hey, my man podcast anywhere on it. Um, it's just the logo and it's in the middle of the chest. It has there. You can get youth sizes. You can get a tank top. You can get a sweatshirt. You can get long sleeve t-shirt, a comfort fit. Dude, I got to get the tank top. These guns need to come out, bro. <laughs> With all that being said, um, the reason that I do that is because 
we don't ask anything for the podcast. We don't charge for the podcast, and I'm not I'm I'm not even asking anyone to buy the we shirts. We ask for participation. If you guys have thirty minutes, I'll yell at you about why you don't do that. But that's it. So the my point is is uh, in order for me to completely feel not guilty about asking for for a little bit of something is buy a shirt. You get a shirt. It's a super com- the the comfort fit one is like it's. Uh, I forget what the uh, the brand is, but it's like that that Bella canvas, that same quality yeah. you did with the last ones. It's super nice. It's awesome. Um, and it'll be your favorite shirt, regardless of what's printed on the front of it, just as far as its wearability. And uh, you get something tangible outside of the fact that you get all these free podcasts. You help us by offsetting the cost of uh, you know d- us doing the podcast, which it ain't. It's not that much, but it's like hey, if we can do this for completely free. That's nice. And like I said, you get something tangible. So I am grateful for everybody who did uh, go into their pockets and buy one. Now, we're trying to ask that you don't make us pay you for entertaining you all the time. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's a simple way of saying it. That's it. it. Uh, there are people who have went in their pockets and bought shirts in the past. Super grateful. If you've done that, thank you know, you, I'm not you, asking you. you to do it again. Uh, but I do try to come out with different designs and, and do different things just to uh, mix it up. So if you want the freshest, newest, hey, my man, podcast. T-shirt, sweatshirt, long sleeve shirt, women's fit, men's fit, tank top. Uh, you can go to the, Get the, uh, tank the group top for your page. Old lady and take a picture of there it. There you go. Post it. Go to the group page or um, contact uh, myself or Ben, and we'll direct you to uh, how to get it. And uh, we appreciate anybody making the effort to do so. I watched your movie. Uh, I Which forced one? my I forced my wife to watch uh, Good Boys. Ah, forced her. You didn't love no, it. No, I mean no, no. I just look at your no, no, face. No, 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 I'm no, not no. happy. When I say Forster, I mean I was like, hey, we're watching this. She didn't say, no, I'm not watching it. She's down for whatever. Um, It was cool. You didn't love it? No, no. The reason I didn't love it is because for me, it fell again in that category, which is like, hey, it's really funny to have little kids say bad words. Yeah. There was was some of that, but they just were such good boys it didn't bother me. Like, they were such sweet kids. the, the, The black kid in the movie, for me, is the show stealer because he's so good of a kid. And he's so You're the only black person in the show, Dave. This is uncomfortable. Why? I mean, I think it was the, the black I, I boy of the, the good boys one, yeah. of the main three people is what I mean. <laughs> just yeah, no, he's good. But the way he delivered it, I think he's he's a rising star, rising star. He's but good. um, you know, there was a lot of like a lot of corniness where like these kids were so good they didn't un- they had no idea they were completely oblivious <laughs> to Man, I just took sex it toys. I just or, took it. Yeah, if you take it at face value, value uh, we definitely laughed I drank a out bunch loud of beer, too. Which I don't normally do. I haven't done it in a long time. Laughing so for out loud that, in a movie. Yeah. So for that, I will. Uh, I will give it. Uh, how many mics do you give it? Who's the microphones? Is that how you? Uh, how many? No. La- how many Lacroix do you give it? <laughs> give it four Lacroix. Out of five. Four. Yeah. Now four. Yeah, four to five. Hot dog. And uh, I thought it was a, a cute. It was voice. a cute movie. It's not cute enough to show your kids. No. Um, and I don't. I don't go with that. Hey, uh, it might be go over your kid's head. Still oh, not safe. <laughs> Still no, not no. safe. It was like blow up dolls and stuff. Yeah. Um, but for what it was, it was great. And it's funny because I'll see a lot of stand up specials on, on Netflix and what I will not laugh. I'll be like, oh, it's funny, but I won't laugh out loud. So that says something when you see something that tickles you to the point where you're like, wow, that's, that, I can't <laughs> Dude, help myself. Several times I did it too, like a lot. Because you, again, these kids are so innocent, good beyond kids. innocent. And. Like you said, the basic premises is they're trying to go to a kissing party and kiss girls. <laughs> it's the like best. A 13, 12, I gotta watch it again. I love it so much too. I don't know if I would have enjoyed it on my my uh, phone screen, but That's you know, right. dude, if I can watch Game of Thrones on that, I can watch anything. Do you have uh, anything anything that canceled that's coming up? 
Uh, when do you get to play again? Oh, yeah, I was going to fill in at Lenny Q's uh, Lansing <laughs> Airport uh, uh, barbecue restaurant this week, but that's not happening. When, Which is okay because I don't want to do when, it. When do you uh, when do you think that's going to turn around for for people that are playing? I mean, oh, did you gosh. have any? I think mid June maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I'm, you... dude, I'm, it's it's cool. Like, yeah, when they you like open... taking the break. I guess if it's a break, yeah. How's it not a break? I mean, a break from performing live. As a break from performing live, yeah. I've done two Facebook streams. I like to do more of those just because they're fun. Yeah, I, Wait, you did another Facebook stream? I, oh, I, you're oh, you're playing two. guitar. Total. I thought you, yeah, I, I yeah. Thought you meant like no, 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 no. You're doing some other kind of Facebook streaming? Nah, I don't. Dude, everyone's doing everything, and no one cares. I just, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm a little bit. Uh, the the hive mentality is getting to me. It seemed very fun to do Facebook streams at first, and I would do one again. I would do it because I enjoy doing it. But like, I'm starting to get overwhelmed with the fact that we're like. I'm not a Star Trek fan, but there was these things called the Borg or something where mm-hmm. they had like a hive mentality. They all knew they had a collective mind and I'm starting to get overwhelmed by that. Like, okay, it's all 2020 memes. It's all Tiger King. It's all murder hornets. Like the moment one of us has a thought, we all have that thought. And then that means we don't have any thoughts. Think about this. And it, I know it's deep, but like, it legitimately like bums me out in a weird way and makes me feel weird. I try to make jokes. I think that's why I love Norm Macdonald. I think that's really just, that's why I love him because he just straight up writes jokes and yeah. tells jokes, and it's not some of them are news and topical, but they're simple, just one-off jokes. And I know they're his thoughts because they sound like him in their original. But like, I knew the moment Tiger King blew up, there's going to be eight million memes, like. I, I just I get overwhelmed that we're all thinking the same thing, and it makes my thoughts feel sorry. It's a weird way to end it, but it makes my thoughts feel less individual, and it makes me not want to say my thoughts anymore. Well, I would say that we're does that make ma- any sense? We're potentially making America great again in the way that, um, in the time of our grandparents and at the, probably the the beginning of our parents. Uh, there were only a certain amount of TV shows that were even on and everybody was forced to watch. Even as when we were kids, you know, there's two, five, seven and nine in the U and, uh, you know, you're watching the honeymooners, you're watching even up to LA law and, and dynasty and Falcon crest. There's not that many options because there isn't deep cable. Right. And then there becomes this thing where it's like, Oh, we only watched MTV and then VH one showed up if that's the right order. And we started to say, well, we could diversify because MTV stopped showing videos and now they're doing this other programming. And we go to VH1 because they show video. They're, they're keeping with that methodology. But think about this. As Deep Cable spreads out and we're, I'm like, hey, have you seen this? And you're like, Ice Road Truckers? I've never heard of that. I'm watching, you know, uh, Desert uh, Skull Diggers and, and uh, Gold Miners and uh, Deep Sea Porn whatever. Stars and-, and I could name 20 shows that you've never seen and you're watching 20 stations I've never seen. But what's weird is... We're back to where we started. Hey, everybody's just watching Tiger King. Yeah, but Everybody... now we're hearing all of each other's thoughts during it. Y- your dad didn't go to work and had every friend he knew talking about Dynasty. Some of them had seen it, some uh, of them That's hadn't. why they called it the water cooler. Of course they did. My dad didn't, but I would say the majority of people would show up to the office on Maybe Monday, right. Friday, and talk about uh, friends and you know what happened. Everybody was watching on Friday nights or Saturday nights, they watch Golden Girls or the TGIF, Empty Nest, the TGIF, all those things. Maybe just the water cooler is so big, I'm overwhelmed by it. Yeah, but now what I'm saying is, it's we're bringing it back down because nobody is. Everybody's watching The Last Dance. Everybody is watching The Tiger King. Everybody is watching 
uh, you know, whatever Netflix is saying is their top 10, mm-hmm. people are, are devouring that. Okay, everyone's seeing Ozark. Hey, have you caught up on Ozark? Oh, yeah. I, never, I didn't watch Ozark, but now I've watched all three seasons because I'm stuck in the house, and this is what everyone else is watching, and I want to be like everybody else. So but we've I guess seen I just, everything I just, Deep Cable has to offer, and we're coming back to, to just saying, let's all just watch the same shit. I guess I just feel like I'm not smart, and I know what everyone's thinking before they say it. Maybe. That troubles me, because again, I'm not that smart. When, dude, when, when, when the president says something, I go, this is what they're going to say on the right wing channel. This oh, is what for they're sure. Yeah. On the left wing channel. When, uh, when a uh, a, a news story hits the radio, I go, "We're going to see memes that show this." Sure. Like, I need to be either it needs to be absolute brain dead garbage TV, like Ninety Day Fiance, which I'm flying so through. By the way, it. I'm only on. Did I get two. you on that? Or did you, how'd you call oh, it? The um, your mom's house podcast. Okay. But uh, I'm on season two of that, and I love it. I need it needs to either be garbage TV or like original thoughts. Mm. I you know it's, I don't know garbage TV for the win. Garbage TV because here's the thing. Like I used to really repel against the you know oh, I, I I don't like reality after the Real World the first one I liked because no one had seen it before and then I was like eh, this is kind of stupid. Dude, the New Orleans season for me boy. But the uh, because of the chicks that were on that season I don't know it's the only one I ever saw. <laughs> but the uh, <laughs> ninety day fiance I I love it. I can't get it's into that best. and 60 Days In. I love, love it. it. I don't know why, Train but those, <laughs> those two shows, can't get enough of them. And we, we watch it as a family. We love 90 Day Fiance. I just, I need tips. Uh, I'm sure I'll get inundated. I need tips from listeners on how to positively stay afloat, like mentally stay afloat when I feel like we're all in the same hive. I feel like a worker bee and just, we all just have the same thought. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's weird. Be creative. I started my own t-shirt company again for the seventh time. Yeah, that's great, but like... Anybody like, need a t-shirt? There's a South Park episode called The Simpsons Already Did It, and they walk around, and every plot line that has to happen, somebody walks up and goes, Simpsons Already Did It. I feel like we're in a world of, like, Simpsons Already Did It. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, how many notes are there, Ben? Seven. That will always remain the same, so... It takes the black keys and the white keys. Right. Hell yeah. All right, that is episode 247 of the Hidden Man Podcast, and we will see you next time, uh, next week, it looks like. We're on a roll. Later.